I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Welcome back to Keanu Believe It, the Talk Film Society podcast that is all Keanu Reeves all the time. I'm Sam Van Haren, assistant editor at TFS and a lifelong fan of the singular Keanu Reeves. Uh, I am your guide through his diverse and interesting career. Each week, a guest and I discuss a film from his filmography, which we've been working through in chronological order. On this episode, we'll be discussing Something's Gotta Give uh, to discuss the romantic comedy from Nancy Myers. Uh, I'm happy to welcome back Manish Mathur, also from TFS. How's it going, Manish? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Doing very well. Uh, thank you for being on this episode again. You actually uh, requested to be on this one, uh, so I'm very glad to have you on. Uh, again, you've been on before, so everyone knows that you're a fan of Keanu. Uh, but do you want to talk about, uh, so before we get into the movie uh, in detail, do you want to talk about a little bit about your uh, kind of history with the movie. Have you seen it before? Oh, yeah. I've seen this movie so many times. Uh, this was, like, I think the first Nancy Myers movie I'd ever seen, and um, I became, like, a big fan of her work. I really... I, I like romantic comedies in general, um, mm-hmm. but I really like Nancy Myers movies because they're very escapist and they're comfortable and pleasant and they're usually pretty funny and have a lot of good actors. And, um, for, for me, something's got to give. I, I think it's probably her objectively her best film. And I think it's a really like sharp, insightful, sweet movie. Very funny, like really great performances Mm -hmm. by its actors. And yeah, I I watched this movie a lot in college. Um, I remember this one time, like my roommates and I, a couple of our friends were snowed in and we like ordered dominoes. And for some reason we were all just (laughs) watching this movie and it was really like really fun experience. And, um, yeah. And then I've watched this movie off and on a lot. Like it's kind of a movie that like, if I can't sleep or if I'm sick or whatever, I kind Mm -hmm. of, I put it on and, uh, yeah, I still have that old DVD from back in 2000, I guess it was about 2004, 2005. So yeah. And I, I was really happy to watch it today. Like it's a kind of rainy day here in New York and, um, so I was like, oh, yeah, great. It's Sunday morning. Like, I'm a little tired from the weekend. So nice right. to just, like, yep. lie on the couch and watch it. So it was great. Yeah, so for me, yeah, I mean, I... It was probably... I mean, it was probably my second... I mean, because uh, I, I saw Parent Trap when it came out when I was a kid, but I didn't really, like, know that was a Nancy Myers movie, you know, at the time. Like, I didn't know who really... So this was the kind of the first one, like, that I saw when I was starting to actually know who people were, you know, right. and like that both actors and, you know, behind the scenes. So, uh, but I, I remember seeing this as a kid, uh, you know, when it came out, like on DVD, like my mom was watching it and I watched it with her and I barely, the things, the only things I really remember was, uh, that Keanu was dreamy as he always is. But then also that like, this is one of the things that, uh, started my crush on Amanda Pete, but that was like really the only oh, thing yeah. I remembered yeah. from it. Uh, until, you know, but I, I always had pleasant memories of it, but uh, it was just kind of nice to revisit it. It's, I'm not, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's a good romantic comedy. Like that's, that's where I, you know, I don't always, it's not a, uh, groundbreaking one at all. It's very, uh, you know, it's good for what the kind of movie it is. And I, uh, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. It's, like you said, it's very escapist. It's very, it's not going to change your life or anything, but not every movie needs to do that. You know, like. Uh, it's just a very again. The actors are all great. Like I, I mean the fact the cast is just great. I mean it's uh, you know Diane Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Amanda Peet, Keanu Reeves, and then I forgot completely forgot that Frances McDormand was in it. Right, right. Uh, so yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to contradict you on three points. Well, um, a couple points. 
First of all, yeah, like Parent Trap, that must have been the first one I saw. I always forget that's a Nancy Myers movie because it's so unlike her other films. And right. She didn't write it um, or she co-wrote it. So it was, it's, to me, it doesn't feel like the classic Nancy Myers movie. And right. actually, I, I do think first that something. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I do think that Something's Gotta Give is groundbreaking and that it's one of the first romantic comedies that had. Um, actors in their late fifties, early sixties, and especially yeah, that's in a very, um, in a very classic kind of romantic comedy plot. I mean, Nancy Myers, her film before this was What Women Want with Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt, and those were um, actors who were like in their, I think, mid to late thirties. And um, sure. so, something's got to give. You know, set the template for having. Um, Having actresses, especially over the age of 40, 45, 50, in these lead roles. And of course, you know, Nancy Myers would cast um, Mer- Meryl Streep. And it's, and it's a complicated. She would cast um, Jack Nicholson, in, or sorry, Robert De Niro in The Intern. Um, right. And, you know, Meryl Streep, uh, actually, a lot, you know, her career resurgence in 2006 with The De- Devil Wears Prada. And her, and her, um, like, kind of rebirth as a major movie star in these, like, comic roles, I think wouldn't have happened without Something's Gotta Give. And then thirdly, I will say that uh, this movie may not have changed your life, but it kind of changed my life because it was really eye-opening awesome. for me of, like, what a really solid romantic comedy could look like and just... Um, it, it really was a movie that I think helped me look at my own taste of a film. And sure, like, yeah, like it's not going to be, you know, like a major like awards contender. It's not going to be a movie that people really write papers on, although I did in college. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I did, I did write a paper on Something's Gotta Give and The Holiday. Um, but yeah, I just, t- to me, like this is like a movie that really was defining for me in a lot of ways at the age of I think 14 15 when I saw it so well that's that's so great yeah. I'm really glad that you're on here then because I, <laughs> I honestly I mean when I was I mean I think when I was more talking I mean I was talking about more like because uh, I didn't want to get to that as we got like how interesting it is that it is a romantic comedy about you know middle-aged actors and that's pretty awesome for sure uh and I guess I really uh I'm glad I had a romantic comedies are always there's some that I really enjoy right. Uh, and this is one of them, but I guess I, I'm glad to have someone on who's more of a, uh, at least more of an expert compared to me. So thank you for being on. Yeah. Uh, no, it's my pleasure. I, uh, I would, I love to, I, I mean, I love talking about these kinds of movies. I feel like people don't really discuss them with the same level of like attention. And I mean, on some level, yeah, this is just like a Sunday morning comfort movie. And, but I think it does do, it does do do something really interesting in its, uh, in its like romance uh, storyline that I find uh, worth discussing. For sure. Uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah, I might as well dive in Uh, it. The opening to this movie, uh, it's, you know, it's just uh, basically attractive young women walking in New York, uh, Set to a Red Hot Chili Pepper song because this this is one of those is that uh, you know Butterfly was pretty much in most movies in the early two thousands like especially like these kind of comedies so it's unsurprising that it was there but basically I like the fact that you know Jack Nicholson uh, voiceover kind of just introducing what his character is all about so that doesn't need to really uh, you know waste time like uh, showing him I, I'm sure like maybe another movie would have just start with him on a date with a young woman, but instead of just him saying, you know, uh, I'm basically an expert on dating them. Uh, so it just kind of gets you right into it. And then, uh, yeah. So what do you think about this opening scene? I mean, butterflies, I always, as, as I've seen this movie like a hundred times in my life, uh, or at least, at least 10, 20. And mm-hmm. I always remember the movie starting with him in the car with Amanda Pete. And every yeah. time I watch this movie, this butterfly opening sequence, which is so, it's so classic, Nancy, but it's also so, it's so bizarre because um, I just have to wonder, like, who came up with the song Butterfly? Like, was it her daughter, Hallie, um, Hallie Meyer Shire, who is now a director herself? Um, mm-hmm. Or, like, it's just, it's so, um, it's so bizarre, but it's so, like... <laughs> It's 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 an interesting opening because it really, like you said, it sets up um, Jack Nicholson's character, 
and his whole world philosophy that's going to, you know, have a shift throughout the next right. two hours. Um, and it's the idea of, you know, these, like, beautiful young women who, like, at the, the, it's a really a depressing idea, actually, that, you know, he thinks that women have this, like, one special time in their life where everything clicks into place. And it's like, no, I mean, right. they're going to live for another 40, 50, 60 years. Like, they're going to have a full life, which... <laughs> So it's 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 an interesting thing and um yeah and well, then, yeah, and he, yeah yeah he said I mean he says like yeah in that voiceover he says uh I've been dating them for 40 years which means that he was you know basically he never stopped being 25 right. like he's like of course yeah he's not going to date someone over 30 when he's under 30 and so he like basically he's in a state of arrested development where he thinks that that means that that's the only you know uh and then it also gets into it where the themes of the movie where he maybe just never met the right person or whatever. Um, but yeah, and then uh, the next, so yeah, it's not because it really, that scene kind of just is there and then uh, that next, like, it makes sense that you'd think that that scene with him and uh, Amanda Pete headed to uh, her mother's beach house for the weekend because uh, that's kind of the, where it actually, you know, introduces the characters, so. Yeah, and you really get um, a glimpse into the the like little universe that these characters all inhabit, which is like, sure. these, like insanely rich people who have which is, houses yeah. in, in the Hamptons, and which is a pretty yeah. Uh, in terms of Nancy Myers, uh, most of her movies are you know about pretty much uh, well off white people, which is fine. I mean, that's, you, you write what you know. There's nothing wrong with. That, I mean, the thing like, is that. Um, I think that's a very valid criticism of hers, and I think her movies nowadays, especially, like, The Intern, which is blindingly... I mean, I like The Intern a lot, but for a movie set in 2015 in Brooklyn, um, and that mm-hmm. movie's blindingly white, and that's... It's a little jarring. In 2003, I mean, you can kind of get away with it, because, like, that this that conversation about, like, diversity in mainstream Hollywood, like, was not happening at, at the level it's happening now, right. or even three years ago, so... Um, but yeah, and and the thing is that like those criticisms are valid, and I appreciate them. But also like she, her films like satisfy a void of just like you when you watch a Nancy Myers movie, you just have to be on board with it's just going to be a bunch of rich white people in beautiful houses, and that's part for me. That's part of the charm because it's so like ridiculous, right? And it's one of those things where like I don't know if I want to see Nancy Myers telling a story about. Uh, I mean, she could still have diversity in, like, maybe the supporting cast and stuff, which isn't really the case here, but, like, at the same time, it's, like, it's more that we need more voices in general. Yeah, like, I want to see, like, you know, the, the, like, South Asian version of Nancy Myers making a movie about, you know, rich... I mean, like, Crazy Rich Asians is very influenced by Nancy Myers. For sure. Um, And so, like, I want to see more movies like that in addition to, you know, whatever Nancy's doing. Right. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, they get to the beach house. Uh, they think that, you know, she thinks her mom's going to be gone for the weekend. Uh, of course, it's a romantic comedy, so things got to go wrong. So, yeah, this scene uh, where Harry uh, is hanging out at uh, the house uh, with, basically, he's in his underwear at the fridge, uh, and Marin's mom, Erica, who's Diane Keaton, and her friend, maybe sister Zoe? I was kind of unclear on that. Um, but... Basically, as a close friend or sister, uh, played by Francis McDormand, uh, basically think he's robbing the place. Uh, so it's pretty funny. Yeah, um, I really like this this kind of opening scene um, where they're um, they're they're like, kind of like interrogating him, and uh, Francis McDormand kind of is like trying to threaten him. She's like, "Oh, I was in the Israeli army," which I think is a pretty funny <laughs> funny joke. Right, and, you know, um, she's. And they're all right. trying to figure out what to do because, you know, Harry wants to... Harry's like, I'll leave and let you girls have the beach house to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. and, but then Diane Keaton and Frances McDormand are like, we'll leave. But then they kind of decide, they're like, oh, they can, as adults, just be in the same house and either, like, split off. And I think that's a very... Um, I, I To me, that, that reads as, like, Nancy Myers being like, okay, yeah, see, like, I'm liberal enough that I can have, like, my character's... Like two main characters um, in the same house, with like one's dating the other's daughter, and it's like, like this. This feels like a very like Upper East Side New York thing of like we can just like be chill about something this like awkward, right? 
like she's clearly not super cool about it, but it's not at the same time. It's not like I'm gonna have a. I'm not gonna right. faint. Like yeah. I'm not gonna you know immediately think get out away from my daughter right. and that kind of thing. It's basically just let's figure it out. It'll be weird, but let's do it. Uh, yeah, it's I'm because so when you mentioned that Zoe might be his her sister, I was real. I did not pick up on that in the movie, but uh, it's not really important because it's just basically uh, so. This great. Uh, but I like how they immediately go to like uh, a market, uh, like a grocery store, so that she can observe, so they can like observe yeah. each other uh, in their element, uh, or just in a weird like so. Uh, like uh, Erica sees another old, uh, older guy with a really young girl, and she says like it's an epidemic, uh, and uh, and then but even like it starts with Harry seeing how you know intelligent and cultured Erica is, and immediately like they have great chemistry and that they clearly have uh you know have something there uh even if they're both going to deny it uh vigorously yeah and it's the i think the movie really sets up how they're equals both in terms of like intelligence and like the way that they've like um like built walls around each other you know harry doesn't really let himself get emotionally involved with these young women um, and Erica kind of throws herself into her work. So you can see that right. they are kind of, they're at opposite ends of this, of this coin. And it's a, it's a really interesting dynamic. And, you know, Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton have like amazing chemistry, especially in these kind of early scenes where they're kind of sparring with each other. And yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting dynamic. Um, what did you think of this scene that while they're having dinner about, uh, I, this is probably the scene where I kind of really got it, started yeah. getting into it. I just like the... Uh, I mean, this is what Nancy Myers is good at, just having these uh, weird situations, awkward situations where they're going to have fun, you know, good actors having conversations and uh, just, and like, the fact that, of course, uh, Frances McDormand Zoe is a women's yeah, study a professor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and so she's like, uh, immediately starts, inter- like, uh, interrogating Harry a little bit, but also just kind of like saying the, the double standards of, you know, how, uh, basically saying that like, she was trying to say, uh, trying to defend, uh, Erica, like being, not having much of a love life. She's like, uh, you know, saying night after night that she's, uh, stuck here, but she's so successful. So it's like, who's the real, you know, and then, but she's, Erica still like, don't, you're making me sound like a right. spinster. Yeah. Kind of and thing, I, you know, it's, to me, this movie reads like Nancy Meyers' most personal film. I mean, uh, she like I um, like I read some, I've read some of her interviews, and she does come across like a very um, intelligent, you know, um, accomplished woman, and how she deals with her, you know, personal relationships, and you know, this the character of Erica is. Uh, I would say somewhat based on her real life. I mean, she, much like Erica, you know, married and then divorced, you know, a director husband, you know, because um, right. Charles Shire was the was a filmmaker and he directed Father of the Bride, which Nancy Myers wrote and a few other films in that. Yeah, I Love Trouble. Uh, yeah, yeah all, all that stuff. And, um, and you can sort of see the parallels there. But I also don't think that... Um, but I also don't think that this movie is like she's. A, I don't think she's like adapting her life. I think it's. But it's no, just, you yeah. can sort of see like where like like this movie feels so passionate about this idea of like ages I'm in dating and you know men and women trying to figure out where they are and you can see it, how it came through from her like personal life and her own experience. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, I mean you can't. Yeah, she's a because in the movie uh, Erica's a famous playwright who yeah like you said dated. Uh, or was married to the director of her plays, so yeah, it's, it's hard not to see those. Uh, it's, but it's more just again, she's taking that to then tell a story. It's not necessarily autobiographical, right. but it's like you said, yeah, definitely the most personal of her stuff. Uh, and and like the idea that uh, they're both kind of famous, but they've never heard of each other is kind of a thing. Like where uh, Harry's known as he's basically you know almost like a George Clooney. Type. They even said that like uh, George Clooney, but uh, no, it's like they don't say it, but like that kind of type where he's mostly dates younger women, never settles down to the point where he's famous for that. Uh, they call him the escape yeah, artist, and yeah, uh, and then Erica's again a probably a prize winning 
playwright, and neither of them have ever heard of each other. Uh, and so that's just a good idea where they're like, uh, can basically start clean yeah. at that point. Um, and uh, so yeah, then uh, after dinner, uh, they, uh, her and Erica and Zoe are kind of cleaning up after dinner. Uh, and then they start hearing Marvin Gaye coming from the other room. Uh, and then basically it's, they're basically, you assume that they're fooling around. Uh, and then, uh, Amanda Pete starts screaming for her mom. Uh, and clearly, uh, Harry's having a heart attack. Yeah. It's a really funny scene. Um, just in, yeah, it okay. is. I mean, it's so serious, but it's like presented so with so much chaos. And obviously, you know, this, he's not in any like real danger. Like he's not going to die in the first like half hour of the movie. So, right. Um, and it, it really, um, it's a really cool thing because you can tell that Amanda Pete is just like, what is happening? Cause you know, it's like, like, I guess she's like, like the idea of dating an older guy. Cause it's like fun or whatever. And then she realized, Oh no, he's like old. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's clear. Yeah. And they, and they address all that. Like she, he, his reactions later to her, like where he basically says that like he realized that this is different for yeah, her now. Yeah. Uh, but also, yeah, it's just also really funny. I mean, Harry's or Jack Nicholson is sweating, have, you know, freaking out on the floor. And then, uh, you know, Erica starts performing mouth to mouth on him and it's, you know, and she, his younger girlfriend's standing there. So yeah, it's just funny and, uh, chaotic. And, and then it, they rush into the hospital, uh, and then enter, uh, finally enter Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Uh, and this is just a great scene. Like, I, he's, his character's so well done in this, and it's like, he's so, Keanu just gets to be full-on heartthrob dreamboat in this, and it's okay, everyone yeah. fawning over him, it's, it's great. A, as soon as he comes onto screen, you know that, like, this is the guy, this is not the kind of guy who's gonna, like, break your heart, or, like, be rude to you, or, like, treat mm-hmm. you poorly, like, he is, like, the perfect guy, and it's, it's so funny, like, um, Watching this movie back in college or whatever, like I obviously I liked Keanu Reeves and I was a fan of his, but um, I it wasn't really until recently that I really understood like what his career is like and like who he is as a person. And um, so you know, but back then I didn't even I was like, okay, yeah, Keanu Reeves, like he's just like in this movie because like I'm sure he wanted to work with Andy Myers, an easy paycheck, like, whatever, but mm-hmm. watching it now, and even, like, in this, watching it now in this, like, post-John Wick world, which I know it's crazy to, like, think of John Wick with this movie, because it's, like, the opposite, but it's, like, you yeah. can sort of see, like, even in that movie, in John in the John Wick movies, he's such a, like, stand-up, decent guy, like, he's trying to really hard to be, I mean, he, like, killed, like, millions of people just because of his dog, and in this movie, it's like he's so sweet and understanding, and he's so like smitten with Erica. As almost as soon as he sees her, and like he, he's a fan of her writing, and she's so fascinating, and he's like very aggressive with her. Like he flirts with her very aggressively, but still like respectfully. Right. Like he doesn't cross any boundaries, but he's not gonna. Um, He's not gonna like play any games. He's like, you know what? I'm attracted to. You. I mean, it, basically, his whole character is like, I'm attracted to you. I like you. I want to date you, and I'm really not gonna accept anything less from you. Yeah, I mean, his character is literally like. I mean, it's really refreshing and kind of surprising to me that 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 kind of character was. You know, 15 years ago, a lot of changes in this kind of in this genre, and uh, the fact that he's like a genuine. Like there's really no, there's nothing skeevy about him whatsoever. It's like usually the other guy in this kind of movie would be in some yeah. way like there it would, it would come to a head where he would do something jerky that would result in us turning on him, but that never happens. No, in fact, I feel like a lot of people watch this movie being like, "Lady, why are you pursuing Jack Nicholson? You have this amazing guy." <laughs> Even I was thinking about this time. I was like, "Wait, why am I watching this movie?" But Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Mike will be watching about Diane Keaton and Keanu Reeves. Uh, rumor has it that in real life, like around this time, they were they were dating. Um, so I don't know if that's true or not. It's just a rumor that I've heard online. But um, but that's one of those ones that I I would be happily to have yeah. to believe. Yeah, like, of course he's the kind of guy who finds like older women like fascinating and interesting and isn't intimidated by them. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's just great, and he has great 
uh, chemistry with everyone. Like even uh, Jack, there's great. There's only a couple scenes with him and Jack, but they're really yeah. great, uh, which we'll get to as we move on. But uh, yeah, basically, he, uh, you know, he's an old guy. Uh, there's a funny scene where he's like, uh, you know, if you had Viagra, uh, I have nitroglycerin, you know, dripping in you until you'll die if you don't. And then this is where he just like yeah. rips it out of his arm. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Keanu's just like. He just thinks the situation, he's like very calming, like he's the exact kind of doctor you'd want. And then there's this great scene where uh, he's handing, uh, so after they say that he had a heart attack, uh, he's like handing tea to uh, the three women. And it's just this amazing shot of him, like, of them all just being like smitten oh, yeah. with him, uh, yeah. uh, as you would be. Uh, and they're all like, uh, you know, but then it's funny that it counters that scene where, where she says, but like, uh, Catch you off guard where uh, Marin basically says, No, he's into you, not into us. And so that's yeah, a, yeah, because pretty great. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like they don't really what, what I really like about this dynamic is that they don't really have to um explain like why he would be interested in her. I mean, like they do in the sense mm-hmm. that like he likes her writing and finds her interesting, but it's not like. There's no thing where it's like, oh, he just likes older women. There's some joke where he's, like, checking no. out other older right. women. Like, it's not that. It's like, she he's interested in her and, and flirty with her and uh, attracted to her because of her as an accomplished, interesting, you know, beautiful woman. And because um, I feel like a lesser or, like, a, you know, a different movie would make it where it's like, that's his, like, like, he fetishizes being with an older woman. Right. Yeah, uh, and then, uh, so he's, basically, yeah, he had a heart attack, uh, and now Leo, uh, then his personal assistant, uh, John Favreau, which is funny, because he was just in, so, uh, you know, following through, uh, that he was just in The Replacements with Keanu, uh-huh. so, uh, that's a connection I didn't realize, uh, but he's not, he's not really in this movie very much, but, uh, he's his personal assistant, uh, he's taking him home, but then... Uh, we need the setup where they need to all, you know, come collide. So, uh, he passes out in the parking lot and basically says he can't, uh, leave the Hamptons to go to New York. Uh, he has to stay. Uh, so of course he ends up staying in her, in their house, uh, in Erica's beach house. And it's just a, it's a great setup for this kind of movie. Right. Yeah, um, she has that line. I feel like I'm a character in a Kaufman and Hart play, and that's uh, that's referring to the play "Guess Who's Coming to Dinner," which is um, about this like um, this like family that has this like overnight guest, or sorry, this uh, dinner guest over, and he like trips and falls and has to convalesce in this house, and he's like really grumpy and stuff. So it's, it's kind of like this similar like a similar setup. So it's a it's a nice little like joke for people who like follow theater, which I didn't really know that until I read sure. about it online today, but right. But it's one of those things where like, yeah, again, this is the kind of movie she's uh, having, which is, it's, it's a fun, you know, it's, uh, but even like everyone, even if you've never you know, in the theater, you get what that yeah. kind of like set up yeah. where uh, it needs to be a couple locations. Um, but yeah, so he's uh, staying now staying at, uh, he's moving into the, uh, the house, and this is where we meet uh, uh, Dave, which is her ex-husband. Uh, and again, like they're really not—they don't really explore this all that much. Like it's basically just uh, passing conversations about uh, her debt until we need a event to happen where he comes back into play. But uh, but basically, just to show that like this is the last person that she's been with. Yeah. Uh, so Erica, so it's basically just her, when she starts eventually falling for Harry, she doesn't know how to react to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really like, I, I like the setup a lot. It's just, it's a little sitcom-y, but like in a cute way. Like it's, you know, like she's stuck alone with him and he's like a kind of a grumpy patient. Um, and she has this yeah. great reaction when she finds out she's going to be alone with him, where she like, uh, says like, oh, I'm not going to panic. I'm just going to concentrate and write. Like, I'll just yeah. you know use this. At, and that's kind of uh, where she's kind of in a state of writer's block right now, where she's uh, writing a play. She won't even let her, you know, won't let the director read it. Uh, so that's basically where um, 
So she's now stuck. Now, of course, they're stuck together. Um, and, uh, but there's this, so then immediately they, uh, you know, start talking a little bit. And then, of course, uh, he walks in on her naked. Uh, this is, so I was surprised. I mean, this is a PG-13 movie and there are, uh, you know, they say fuck twice and there's nudity in it. So I'm, it's one of those weird rating things that I... Yeah, I imagine maybe it's because the MPA knew that this movie wouldn't appeal to people under 13. So Right, and it's it's, a, and it's such a quick flash that it's not really... Plus, I mean, it's not really, like, in a sexual context. I mean, especially, like, we know right. how, like, heteronormative the MPA can be. So, you sure. know, I think they would probably think, oh, like, no one's going to be watching this movie and thinking, like, oh, Diane Keaton is, like, a sexy... <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, pre- like, it's not presented as, like, some kind of male gaze, like, nudity. It's just, like, a joke. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it makes sense. But it's, like, one of those things where just the, uh, it's, I always get caught off guard by the uh, hypocrisy of the MPAA, I guess. Uh, but, so yeah, it's just, a, again, like, we need that scene to happen because, uh, but there's, a, they play it really well with, like, uh, later on when uh, the doctor, Julian... Uh, Keanu's doctor comes in to check on him and, uh, you know, he tells him that he saw him naked and then, uh, or saw her naked and he, uh, says, like, Freud said nothing's an accident. Uh, so they both were, like, probably, you know, he's like, why were you, uh, why did you think her bedroom was the kitchen and why did she think she was alone when she knew she wasn't? Yeah, yeah. Again, it's just, like, a good example of Keanu Reeves being very, like, macho, but not in, like, a toxic way. Like, he's very funny. He's a very um, he can he, like he can joke around with Jack Nicholson and stuff, but it's never going to cross into like a gross line, right? Uh, and then he says that basically, like uh, Jack or asks without asking of like when he's would be ready to have uh, sex again because that's where the the whole point of him is that him and uh, Marin have never had sex, so that's kind of the. That they've been like waiting for a special occasion and or whatever, and uh, so that's basically later frees up uh, a situation. But um, so, but basically, he says that like you can have sex again when you can climb a stick flight of stairs. Uh, and so this is where that's kind of the what leads to a repeated joke where he there's these uh, this stairs down to the beach from the house that uh, Jack keeps trying to you know climb up to show that he's ready to. Uh, right. have sex again. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a good little joke. Um, uh, and yeah, and then next uh, he uh, so Keanu start or yeah the doctor starts flirting with uh, Diane Keaton and these are one of my, these are probably my favorite scenes of the movie just because again like uh, both the way he's like you said earlier the way he's just attracted to her and very clear about that and the way she reacts to it is priceless. Yeah, and it's funny because um, in this whole discussion about, you know, men over 50 dating younger women, they frame it as like, that means that the dating pool for older women is small. But you think about it, I was thinking about it today being like, yeah, but what about older women dating younger men? Like, I guess Mm -hmm. maybe just not, I guess like the thinking is that all men want young women, which I guess, I mean, I guess she's saying that it's not true because Julian is very attracted to her. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing where, uh, like, I like where they're talking and he kind of throws it back at her, or Jack Nicholson throws it back at her that, you know, now she's dating a younger guy and you know, she's in control, like, won't give him her phone number, like, stuff like that. He's kind of, like, joking, like, oh, like, you you were calling me out for dating younger women, now you're doing the exact same thing. It's It's pretty funny. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where, uh, and we won't get too into the uh, gender politics of it now, but, like, that, yeah, I mean, it's funny that, like, uh, it's not necessarily the age thing, it's more of the the power dynamic, right? Like, if it's, uh, but, yeah, so here it's just kind of saying, like, there is some double standard there, but uh, it's, like, yeah, that's all what the, the themes of the movie are, is about, it's not necessarily saying it's bad or good, it's saying... It might not be right for a certain right, person, exactly. um, but uh, yeah. So, um, but like, just Keanu is just so smoldering in, oh this, in this scene where he's just like, uh, he's got you know his long hair and he's where you know he's like 
he's just he's got the set. He's like even just the shot of him putting his stethoscope back on is like uh, very gifable. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's but, just like yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. If there's ever a guy in the real world like that. You know, he's just so perfect. But in some ways, it's the exact kind of character that this movie needs because uh, you already have the um, kind of like like, jerk character in Jack Nicholson, although we can get into how he is and isn't, like, a, you know, chauvinistic jerk, but he already fulfills that, like, bad boy persona that it's nice to have the balance of Keanu Reeves, where he's, like, the too perfect for this world, you know, guy. And, yeah. Yeah, and it's just kind of, we don't get to see Keanu in this kind of movie very much, and so I think this is probably, uh, he's been in several, uh, this kind of, of romantic movies, but this is, I think maybe my favorite of the ones so far yeah. um just because he gets to be it's just some of the ones where like it's just really problematic like um in uh tune in tomorrow from before which we covered before uh he's dating his aunt like the romance is with his aunt and so it's just really and it's just a terrible movie um so it's good to have this kind of just a light movie where he's a genuinely good right. character is very wholesome. pretty nice to have. Uh, but also yeah. not, like, he's very... Like I said earlier, he's very aggressive towards her, but never, like, crosses a boundary into her, like, personal space. Right. Um, yeah, he's just... You know, again, like, he's... He's still a romantic comedy lead of, you know, like, handsome, uh, you know... Uh, but just also at the same time, which is just kind of cool. Like we don't see many characters like that where he's both, uh, he's not like a square, but he's also very respectful. So it's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, next, uh, we, uh, go to, uh, so he asks her out to dinner. Uh, she says yes, but like all while this is happening, her and Harry are starting to, you know, bond, uh, and make a connection that they're both kind of in denial of, which is, uh, which is just great to watch them both, you know, want each other but not want to admit it, and it's just great to watch those two do that. Yeah, um, I really like the just, reversal. Just, um, like if you go, yeah. if you go back to the dinner scene with uh, Vincent McDormand, and it's the the setup is that you know Jack Nicholson's out with these like, younger hot people, and Erica Dunkin is at home by herself, and then here you know she's out with a young hot guy and he's home by himself and he like cannot mm-hmm. he like cannot handle it like he's calling his ex-girlfriends including and he's calling Marin and leaving these like sad voicemails he's just like fumbling mm-hmm. around the house he's like no idea and then when Diane Keaton comes home finally they're like yeah in the kitchen they're like talking they're really connecting more about like he he kind of describes like his opinion of her as like strong but uh, yeah, yeah, that's a great scene for sure. Uh, like, and I, I like how the setup for the scene is that they're uh, I aming, which is <laughs> yeah. throwback uh, to the like they're not te- like, and they're in, so it's like funny that they're in the same house. Uh, you know, I aming each other just made you know gave me flashbacks to middle yeah, school. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so yeah, but this scene with them, yeah, like they're gonna they're hanging out in the kitchen, and he's talking about how like uh, you know admitting that he cares about like he's really you know interested in her uh because you know basically i've never met someone uh you know a woman maybe the reason i haven't dated women my own age is because i haven't i've been waiting to meet you yeah it's a it's a good scene it's too bad that they get interrupted by amanda pete um who kind of like rushes back home because like she gets like a really sad voicemail from harry while he was by himself and um you have this really great and i kept expecting yeah, I kept expecting the scene to go, because again, I didn't remember much of it, but I kept expecting the scene to go away where she was going to be upset about this, but instead, uh, she's like, she, there, but there's just great reaction shots throughout this movie of them, of characters noticing that they're yeah. uh, into each other, and I'm glad it didn't go that way. Like, it didn't, the conflict in this movie doesn't come from her being jealous of her mom, it's more just, she's like, no, you should be, like, I like how the next scene is her basically saying, I'm going to break up with Harry. Uh, so it's just, that's, that yeah. surprised me. And, and I, I think surprise. it's really important that, uh, Amanda P and Jack Nicholson never slept together because I think if they had, then there's no, this, it just, it's a weird, weird territory there that I think Nancy Myers would not 
Like, she would not have had that happen in her movie. Like, I think um, they keep stressing that there was no there was no sex there because I think it's a little easier to accept dating your your daughter's ex boyfriend who's right when there's no like they just like went out a couple times had fun whatever but it didn't mean anything for anyone yeah like and like to the point where Amanda Pete explicitly says I want you to know that we didn't have sex like that's pretty you know like uh, just in case you want to this isn't weird yeah, this exactly. is like basically saying this isn't as this is as least as in this, as the weird as it is, it's not as weird as it could be, basically. Um, but yeah, so then the next, the rest of the movie is basically is now uh, like Amanda Pete is now just kind of. It's basically it's it's these it's, these are the stars. This is clear at this point now. And the rest of the movie is basically about them. Um, right. But so now, uh, and then the, so he says that she says that uh, Harry actually ended it for her, and so that gives. Uh, you know, Erica, a little more encouragement to give this a try. Um, and so now they uh, kindle up their romance. Uh, you know, they have a picnic, and of course, they the storm happens. I mean, this has every you know, it's but it's it's one of those things where yeah, it has every uh, staple of the romantic comedy, but it still does that in interesting ways. Like you said, like the fact that it's about uh, it's not about an older guy and a woman in her mid. 30s, it's about two older people. And so yeah, they have to, like, check his blood pressure and they can't read the, right. the numbers, and he has to cut off her um, turtleneck. It's just, like, right. these really, like, fun details that could only really come from Nancy Myers, who really, like... I mean, I guess, like, Nora Ephron as well, and um, a couple other directors who are really good with romantic comedies, but it's, like, these... Little moments are just so charming. They're so cute and funny and very ro- like, it's like very romantic, but it's still funny and believable. Um, so I, I really like this this whole sequence of them, you know, about to about to have sex. It's a really like well written, funny, funny little sequence. Yeah, and then after they, uh, and then again, like, and it gets it gets it gets real, uh, you know, in good, you know, because she's good at that too. Of uh, yeah, it's these ridiculous situations, but when it's needed to, they can get, you know, the, the real genuine emotions. And so, uh, like, after they sleep together, uh, like, uh, I mean, Diane Keaton was nominated for Best Actress for yeah. this. And this is the scene where I think that it's clear, where she's both happy, but also overcome by, because, she, you know, she says, like, there's a line where she says, you know, I thought this door was closed yeah. for me. And so, like, uh, she's really great in this movie. Uh, right. It's one of those. I think it's a deserved nomination. Yeah, like, can we talk about this this scene after? So he like tell like they're like both crying, which I think is really cute. Um, and he like cries. It's the like, first time he's like open with a woman. And then I believe this is when she's um, she suggests that they like go to Paris for their birthdays because their birthdays are nearby. And he acts as if like she was like, "Hey, let's move in and get married right now." And it's like, no, like, it's, you know, it's June or July, it's the middle of the summer, she's saying, like, if we still know each other in January, let's go to Paris together. And he's just like, he's, it's so, like, he's so scared of his own feelings, because I, I think at this point, it's like, he's really starting to, like, fall for her, but I think he is in um, somewhat of a denial, or he's just too closed off to really even understand that, but it's so, it's so sad. Yeah, and for a second, I thought, like, it was just kind of unclear. Like, when she started crying, at first I thought maybe he was, like, uh, pretending. But it's not It's not the case. It's more just he's reacting to a different thing where he's, like, uh, both complicated. Where he thought that, again, that heart attack really freaked him out, even if he wasn't letting on. Uh, so this is kind of the scene where it shows that, no, he's really affected by this. Like, the fact that he's been living his whole life dating younger women, and this is his first wake-up call that uh, he's... You know, he's mortal. Yeah, like, he's... Like, uh, even And earlier he called her... He called Erica, uh, you know, invulnerable, right. basically. Uh, and this is kind of them both realizing that they're not. And uh, it's just a really interesting scene because the fact that uh, they're both, like, yeah, like, denying these feelings, but also not. And it's varying from line to line. And they both play it. Uh, lesser actors would have not been able to pull that off. Yeah, because... Um you know, she has this really great line of, like, I don't know how to be intimate without being intimate. 
And it, I think it's a really, really interesting line because it, you know, she, yeah, like they're they're playing so many different emotions, so many different. The, the characters are so conflicted by what they feel, and the actors really play it off so well. It's I find like this stretch of the movie really um, like it's fun and like cute as like the first hour is. For me, the second hour is like really, really strong because these emotions are so complicated. They're so interesting to me. Right, and then yeah, and it like continues through each scene, and the fact that they're like both like uh, like he can't handle it, like he can't, uh, he's never done this before, so he doesn't. Uh, and even there's a line earlier in the date with uh, Erica and Julian where Julian said, uh, you know, basically, if you've never experienced something before, don't you owe it to yourself to? I'm paraphrasing, like, don't you right. owe it to yourself to see what it is? Uh, and so that's what they're going through, and so. And, like, even there's a scene where they, like, right before, uh, so he finds out that he can leave, like, he's healthy enough that he can travel again. Uh, so he finally leaves back for the city. And before, when they're saying goodbye to each other, they both say, you know, I love you to each other, even though they've just started this fling, like, a day before. And so, it's again, they're, they both are rushing into it, uh, even if they don't realize it. Um, and so, but she leaves, so he leaves, and then now she's back, you know, by herself. Um, but, uh, her daughter calls in a panic, saying that, uh, you know, her dad's getting married to a younger woman, and so it's kind of funny that she's like, why am I reacting like this? Uh, this is probably the, Amanda Pete doesn't, she's not in it a ton, but this is a good scene by her. Yeah, she plays it off pretty well, because it's like, she's like, annoyed with herself that she's acting like this, but she's like, becoming totally... Um, I think she uses the word unglued, which I like a lot. Um, this suggests, like, a fragility there. Um, yeah, she's so funny in this movie. Like, it's a really, um, really fun, strong performance from her. Even though, she, yeah, she, did, she doesn't have a lot to do, and she does, doesn't really have, like, a lot of scenes, but the ones she has are very strong. Yeah, and uh, so uh, they... Uh, and then they, she go like she meets up with her at the uh, auction house where she works, and uh, there's this again another funny scene where she's like uh, freaking out, but also wanting her mom to you know make a go for it, uh, you know like basically saying uh, you know she's like I've never seen you this look look this happy in a long time, and um, and but then like so they all go out to dinner uh, the four of them so she they're meeting uh, her ex. You know, her ex's new what? New fiance. Um, but of course, you know, uh, Amanda Peet's character would react like that because she's her dad. I mean, her dad marrying someone two years younger than her is weird. Like, I'm not going to like that's it's it, it's different when, uh, you know, it's, it is a different situation, I think. So um, but she plays it off again. Funny, but also, uh, you know, with uh, a sense of realism. Yeah. To it. Yeah. Uh, and then the dinner uh, is pretty funny where like they're. Uh, like she's saying, like, uh, she says, like, uh, the kids are here. Like, don't talk about that. The kids are here. And, yeah. Uh, but then, of course, uh, as it has to happen, uh, Harry's at the same restaurant with, uh, a young date now. Yeah, and, uh, Erica finds herself getting really upset, and she, like, kind of storms out, and, uh, uh, Harry follows her, and they kind of have this really, really great fight where they just hash out their feelings, and she's like, basically telling him that, you know, she, she's, like, upset with herself that she let herself get into this situation when she's, like, I, she has really good lines. She's, like, I've written this scene before, but I never really got it. I'm just, like, what it's like right, to be completely, um, to, like, fall for someone and have them, like, not reject you, but just not feel the same way. And Harry can't really respond to her. It's, yeah, really interesting. Yeah, and she says, like, you know, I've never been the dumb girl yeah. before. Um, and so, like, again, they're not... And it's not judging either of them, which is a pretty interesting uh, thing. I mean, yeah, Jack was being kind of a dick there. But, like, at the same time, he's just... He just doesn't know... He just, again, they both don't know how to react to the situation. Meanwhile, like, uh, Julian is waiting for Erica at a restaurant. They had they had made a date. Um, but then uh, Erica got, yep. like, mixed up with, this, yep. with her daughter and just completely forgot about it. And... Um, I was like, he even, like, he, he even takes getting stood up so, like, gentlemanly. He's just, yeah, I'll just order. Like, I, I'm dressed up, I'm here, I'll just order. It's so funny. Yeah, like, he's not, yeah, he's not, in most movies like this, he yeah. would be, 
like really mad, and then he would like call her and start yelling at her. But yeah, then he's just like, nope, I'm just gonna enjoy the. I'm a hot doctor. Like I'm gonna have some dinner. Like it's great. Yeah, because I'm sure he knows on some level that she wouldn't have done that if she there was not not something you know urgent. Uh, yeah, and then this is the next. So she's like uh, heartbroken. She storms off on the cab and cry. And then the next this the scene of her this montage of her just crying hysterically while writing a play is pretty great. I mean, it's probably like one of the best comic scenes in the movie. It's so funny. It's like um, because it's like there's like real emotion there. Like we're not just like mocking her crying. Like she's crying because she something really real has happened. But I think it's. It's fun that, like, Nancy Myers could get some comedy out of her, um, just, like, crying. It's just, like, it's so over the top. It's so funny. And there's, like, she's, like, writing and crying, laughing and crying. My favorite is when she wakes up and starts crying immediately. Like, that's, to me, that's so funny. Right. Yeah. Or she, like, yeah, listens to a voicemail from Julian and starts, you know, bawling and it's great. Uh-huh. Or she's, like, sees, like, the um, Harry's glasses because they got swapped accidentally and starts crying from that. It's just, like, it's so, it's so good. Diane Keaton is so funny in this movie. Yeah, and then, uh, like, and then they start I aming again. Uh, and, uh, but, like, instead of, uh, he's about to say I miss you because he's starting to... Uh, I, I skipped over that. Like after their fight, he had another what he thought was a heart attack, but attack uh, the doctor yeah. basically just said you were upset. Like, <laughs> like he's never experienced a uh, r- romantic uh, clash like that before. So he thought it was he was just having a panic attack. Um, but yeah, so he almost texts, you know, I miss you, uh, but she uh, logs off before he can, and so. Uh, it just kind of ends there, and um, but the next scene is um, uh, she. There's a great scene with uh, between her and uh, her daughter, which I was glad to have. Um, just there, where they have a heart to heart. Yeah, where it's like it's good to like get scene. your heart broken because then you're not really running from you know like your like real emotions. Yeah, it's a nice scene. Yeah. And she says, like, I've never had the time of my life before. And um, that's what her daughter says. So she's like, maybe it is good that we end, you know, maybe I should try to find right. someone that's uh, right for me instead of just. Um, but uh, so then Zoe, there's a scene where uh, Zoe's at a farm stand and runs into uh, Julian and brings him to the house. And uh, then they, so this is where they, they start having a relationship. Um yeah, at this point, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Get down with Keanu Reeves. You deserve it after all this. Like, oh my god, it's so, like... Like, I love the scene where he um, is, like, reading her script, and the, the Maroon 5 song is playing Sunday morning, and he, like, chases her into her room. And it's just like, yeah, it's fun. Like, she's having fun. Like, he's a nice guy. Like, I think he's probably more, like, relationship-minded with her but than she might be with him. But, you know, for now, they're just like... They're in a relationship. They're having fun. It's it's good. Yeah, and there's this you know where like you know he says like no one on earth would forgive you for that kiss, and so it's again yeah Keanu oh, yeah kiss- yeah they have such good chemistry <laughs> yeah um, which is just great to see like a lot of the times in movies like this the other guy will usually they'll have no chemistry at all so the fact that they have chem- yeah. she has chemistry with both actors is uh, again why we need which why female directed written and directed romantic comedies are important. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly, because you, like, I was fine that, like, when, like, women are, you know, behind the camera, that they're, like, the male characters are just as, like, equally well-developed and interesting, um, like, but then, like, on the opposite when, like, I don't think men know how to write women as, as well, right. like, like, if this movie were written by a guy and it was, like, flipped, you know, and we had, like, the Julian character would not be this, like, cool, you know, like, funny, cute doctor. It would be some, like, you know, random, like, girl. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's good that, like, you're almost like, why is she not with <laughs> uh, Keanu at this point? Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, it's great to see them, you know, again, just actual, again, it's not weird it's just they're having a relationship and that's all there it's all there is to it uh, yeah yeah and yeah so she finishes her play uh and then it cuts to uh harry having dinner with uh a new you know fling uh and she says that she's auditioning for a play and he asks like you know what's it about and then 
this is where he ch- almost chokes on his uh, food because he finds out that the play is about him. It's about the. It's like uh, which we we had been included in earlier in the movie where they would show her writing and they would you know she'd be writing yeah. the dialogue that they just had into the play. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, like you said, I don't think Nancy Myers is necessarily telling a story of her life, but it's kind of cool that she has that. It's got those little bit of metatextual elements where she's like, yeah. Uh, and then there's this great where he goes to confront her at the play, and this is a great scene with um, the character actor. I can never remember his name, uh, but like is the as the director of the play, and like he keeps uh, interrupting their uh, their fight, um, and it's great. Yeah, because like she's insisting that it's not based on him, but then he keeps coming back with like more details that makes it clear it's about. Him. Like we're ready for the I didn't take Viagra scene. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so yeah, um, they have another fight, you know, and she says, he's, there's this great, where they, you know, walk out onto the street and they're, they're they're still on the play. Yeah, they're still on the stage. Um, but he says, like, I'm entering a new phase of this thing. I'm angry at you now. Uh, again, they're just, this is just a, she does uh, a great job with this, uh, them fighting together, but also kind of liking each other. It's a, it's a really well done scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he again has another panic attack because he basically any time he feels emotions for someone, it makes him think he's dying. Um, but uh, the doctor basically says, uh, you know, you need to do you need to do whatever it takes to decompress, uh, or you're going to die. Um, and then it's it's surprising. I, I honestly thought that I would have remembered this that it skipped six months, uh, but I had no remembrance of that at all. Um, yeah, then he goes to see, um, he goes to see Amanda Pete, and he's like, oh, like, if I didn't treat you well, like, I'm sorry, and, um, you know, she's like, no, no, like, you're totally fine, and you're really sweet to me, like, you treated me well, and then she, like, they find out that she's, like, pregnant and married. Right. To, like, some, like, cookie-cutter guy. Yeah, and, uh, he's, but, yeah, but, like, Harry's, you know, at peace, he's got a beard now, and. Uh, yeah. there's this funny where he like, like, yeah, he, and her play's a hit. Uh, and so he basically like, he went to see her basically to find out where her mom is. Um, yeah. And, uh, she says that, uh, she's in Paris, which is again, they talked about, uh, in that scene together. Uh, so that, uh, they said that if we still know each other, when our birthdays, we'll go to Paris together. Um, so she went to Paris and I think part of him thinks that she went alone. Um, but so he goes to Paris to surprise her, um, and this is a there's a good shot here where uh, it like follows him through big nice tracking shot uh, like following him out of the hotel. Um, and so they, they filmed I think they filmed this in Paris, but the scene where he's standing in front of the Eiffel Tower it looks almost I think it, it seemed it seemed green screen to me, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, that's very obvious yeah. green screen. I think yeah. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, he goes to find her at a uh, restaurant. Uh, and then basically, uh, says that I, you know, came to see you and basically tells what he'd been doing for those six months. And he reveals that he'd reached out to every single woman that he'd ever dated. Um, and most of the, again, there's this great montage of them all slamming his door in his face. Cause he was, uh, again, a very much, a use him and lose him type of guy at that, you know, early in his life. And, yeah. uh, basically he like says that if you keep hearing the same story, uh, over and over again, then you probably should make some make something change, right? And, uh, so but, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good yeah. line. Uh, and it's just funny, like again, about seeing a bunch of women, some of the even recognizable actors that I've seen in other movies, you know, slam doors in his face is funny, but uh, but then of course uh, Julian shows up and it gets awkward, but it's a fun scene. Although it's really not, I mean, it's awkward, but it's also, he's, again, such a great guy that he's noticing their chemistry and their little inside jokes, like, about their, you know, their glasses, which I love that bit about the glasses, because, like, my parents do the same thing, where they wear each other's glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they're always like, um, they're like, oh, go get my glasses from this table, and I'll go. They're like, oh, no, those are your dad's, get mine, which are, like, I'm somewhere, it's so, I mean, it's so true to life with these, like, um... Old, like older like married couples uh, but yeah he notices that like they have this insane chemistry and I think he very um, 
graciously is like, you know what? Like, you're meant to be with Harry, not me. Yeah, I mean, for a little bit, he's um, a little, like, you can tell yeah. he's sad because he really does like uh, Erica a lot. But he's like, at the same time, he knows that, again, he's just a good guy. He, like, sees that she'll be more happy with uh, this other guy. At the same time, he's like. Yeah, like, he's not going to fight for her in the sense. Right, like, he's resisting it. Yeah, he's resisting it a little bit. Like, there's a part where they're getting in the car where he's like, not encouraging it yet, but you see it's working on him. Um, right. But yeah. we need, you know, it's, it's a romantic comedy. We need the scene where they they think it's over, but it's really not. Uh, so uh, right. Harry takes a walk. Uh, to, and this is where I realized that yeah, they did, clearly they filmed in Paris. That's, you can't fake that shot, those shots of them at, you know, at the Seine. So it's clearly him yeah. on the bridge in the snow. But I think it's more just they want, she wanted that storybook shot of him. At the, behind with the apple tower behind him, and they just couldn't get it yeah. in, uh, real. But uh, so he's you know looking at the Paris, and he's like, "So what do you know? I'm I'm the girl now, or something like." Or, or, I can't remember the exact line, but he's like, uh, "I became the girl." Yeah, or, because uh, he's yeah. the one. Like again, it's the reversal of he's the one that's by himself, and he's the one that's you know facing a, pretty much a lifetime of being alone. Maybe which is great. And, I mean, and, yeah, I mean, it's clear it was yeah. her. Uh, yeah, I mean, what we want was her first uh, directorial, but uh, or that uh, she also like, that felt like hers. I mean, Parenthood was or Parent Trap was first, but it wasn't really. It was yeah. different for her canon, and uh, but yeah, so like this great. That's great that she usually it would be that yeah the girl staying alone and then the guy shows up in the rain or whatever. Um, so it was nice that she was the one that came and um, so yeah they uh, chat and says that like. You know, reveals that uh, he said uh, uh, Julian said that he knew I was still in love with you, and she says like, "What did you? What do you think of that?" And he says, uh, "If it's true, my life's been made." So that's a nice, you know, final line. Yeah, oh man, it's so romantic. Uh, yeah, so they again kiss in the snow uh, in Paris. So you can't do better than that. <laughs> yeah, and then there's the like just final like last scene of the whole family just. It's, like, very, like, classic Nancy Myers just, like, showing, you know, people, like, happy and, like, at some, like, fancy, you know, restaurant, just, like, being set to, like, be happy and just, like, set to some, like, you know, easy listening. Oh, yeah, it's your, it's your classic uh, late 90s, early 1000s kind of happy, you know, like... uh, Everyone's laughing. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, a cute baby, it's... Like peak Nancy, but set to an original Paul Simon song, uh, which is oh yeah yeah, and yeah, and then it uh, end credits. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I really love this movie. Um, I I just, like just want to give a shout out to like the beach house. It's like the best house I've ever seen. <laughs> like it's so nice. Uh, I wish I could live there. Uh, I mean, like Nancy Myers is famous for her like production design, and especially her like kitchens and living rooms are also like immaculately. Designed and she very much has, you know, a, a hand over like what gets put in her film. Like she's not gonna, um, she won't put any feature in some in in one of these sets that doesn't relate to the, like the character or like the story that she's telling. Well, and yeah, I mean, it's uh, and then uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the credits of the movie. I mean, it's shot by Michael Balhaus, who did you know Goodfellas and all the you know this legendary cinematographer who's you know Martin Scorsese and. And it's scored by Hans Zimmer, and it's like all of those things are. It's really not. It's, it's score doesn't really sound like a Hans Zimmer score, but it's you know it's, but it's clear so that the yeah that's why another this is just lit really well. It's all like just looks like a sunny, happy place to live. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie just has that feeling of just like you know you're in for the ride, and you're it's enjoyable, it's a pleasant, fun movie, but it has these really interesting character dynamics. Um, and these like just fascinating lead characters who are so conflicted and so um, so um, in their own, you know, they're just so set in their own ways and how they evolve and change and become, you know, better people for. Yeah, it doesn't really interest. Yeah, some things that I forgot, you know, I'd forgotten about how uh, just how interesting it is in spots and so I was, and again, like just seeing Keanu in a light-hearted movie where he's a good guy is just nice to see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's really great in this movie. I really I really liked his performance. Um, I would say that this is, like... I would... 
I would recommend fans of Keanu Reeves to watch this movie for him, even if they're not like romantic comedies fans like I am. But because I think that it's a really um, it's it's a good way for him to exercise his or to like work out his you know, zen cool guy thing. Like he's very calm and reassuring and sensitive in all of his movies um, and usually like the action movies like that comes across really well so it's like nice to see him do that same kind of persona but in this like romantic comedy world where he gets to just be like a sweet perfect dreamboat exactly yeah so I definitely agree check it out if you never you know if you're only a fan of his more genre work it's good to see him uh, in this yeah and like uh, yeah, he's very much, like, a very in-control guy. Like, it's not like he gets, you know, he doesn't get walked on, walked all over by anyone in this movie. Like, even if he's, like, you know, has, like, puppy dog eyes for Diane Keaton, like, it's not like he's, like, um, not in control. Like, he's very much his usual self, but just in this, you know, romantic comedy setting. It's it's really cool change for him. Yeah, and even, like, you know, last thought is, like, even, there's never even a scene where, uh, there's never a fight between him and um, uh, Harry, which is just good. Like they, they just get to. Yeah, oh yeah. They're basically yeah. just the, the scenes with them is just it's just great to see Keanu and Jack Nicholson in a movie together, uh, even if it's only yeah, a couple scenes. They're, but. Yeah, they're a good pair. Uh, awesome. So thanks so much for being on, Manish. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Join me next time where we'll be discussing Constantine. Until then, keep being excellent to each other.